Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Shout to the Lord is one of those songs. It's like, man, only 90 kids remember that. Only 90s kids. So if you're a 90s kid, you remember old Shout to the Lord now. Shout to love it, love it, love it, love it. Here we go. Y'all don't, y'all don't want me to start singing. Everybody's gonna start leaving. Um, dude, I wanna uh, just take a second. Let's just take one second, and uh, I don't know how many of y'all got to make it to the revival. If you, can you just give me a little hoop, a little shout to the Lord? If you got to make it to the revival. If you if you missed it, uh, the best part about what we did in Ufala is that we did the same thing we do every Thursday in here. Like the same Jesus, the same Holy Spirit that we encounter in here each and every Thursday was the same Holy Spirit that we encountered in Eufaula. And it was awesome, man. Let me tell you how cool it was. There was kids coming up to me after and they were like, Chase, like, like I actually enjoyed that. Like, dude, I felt like it was so worth it when I, when I hear kids come up and they're like, like, I actually enjoyed the presence of God. Like, I actually enjoyed that. And I'm like, man, like, this is why we do things like this because I'm going to be honest, we're blessed to the point we don't even realize it. Like, we're blessed in the point of that we've got believers all around us. We've got an amazing worship team. We've got amazing tech stuff. Man, we are blessed beyond our wildest measures. And sometimes we just kind of get comfortable. And there's people that are literally an hour. There are people on this campus that don't even know the blessing that they could take a hold of. So, man, it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was kind of a new challenge for us, a new, hey, like, this is a new venue. Where are the plugins? Like, all this, like, just so new and uh Man, just to see our crowd, man, it was, I mean, they, we had people on the traveling crew. Like, we weren't just taking, like, the people that, like, the best of the best, man. I mean, we took the whole crowd down there. Whenever I was like, hey, if you're from your pursuit in Troy, just give me a holler. I was like, holy crap, like, there are a lot of y'all here. All right, this is cool. We're just going to have a, just a regular Thursday service. So, it, man, I, I love preaching to you guys, but to be able to go back to my hometown and get to preach the same gospel and see kids, just, man, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it almost brought me to tears. One kid came up and was like, Chase, I actually understood everything we talked about tonight. And I'm thinking, I'm just like, then, then I've done my job. If I can take a step out of the spotlight, if we can talk about Jesus for 30, 35, 40 minutes, if we can just take a second, open up God's word, and you understand everything we talked about, man, the Holy Spirit is working in that kid's life like no other. So I don't know where you're sitting tonight. If you're maybe like, hey, this is my first time coming to something like this. So like, man, this rock and roll ministry. Hey, we just love Jesus. We're excited about it. We believe that... Yeah, we, we're pretty messed up. We're pretty messed up in our sin, but we had God, whenever God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for us, that's something that we get excited about because we know when we read the Bible, it says that the wages for sin is death. And what we see is that when we were supposed to die for our sins, God sent His Son Jesus to take our place. And that's why we get so excited. That's why we get to do stuff like this. And Lauren gave me a cup of coffee before it started, so I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I am so like juice right now. And I probably don't ever need to do that again because I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like almost like wiggling, man. I am, I'm juiced. I'm ready to go. So I got a really cool message tonight. It's not going to be anything hard, anything difficult. It's something that I'm passionate about, something that's on my heart. I, uh, let me see where, where we're at. On, uh, just to throw this out there, who, who's going to believe with me tonight that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl? Can I just get an amen? Can I get a witness? Wow, all right, man, we're going to really need to cleanse this ministry real quick and make sure that we're all on the same page, that the, that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to bring it home. Go Rams. One thing that I think that, that makes Pursuit so great is that, uh, man, we're a family. 
I don't know if you've been coming here for a long time or for a short time, but man, we are a family to our core. The coolest part about like what we do here that makes us so different is that everyone here is in college. This ministry is for college students, by college students. And it's like, hey, don't feel like you're coming in here with stuff that we've never seen before. We're all walking together through it. Your struggles just look like just look like my struggles. Like We can talk about it. We can actually address it. And we can seek the Lord on it. And I think that's what makes us so special is that we're a family. That's what I want to talk tonight about is are we, are we going to be a family? What does a family look like? Do, if you've got a Bible, will you uh, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 4? Acts chapter 4. So what hap- what's happening here in this uh, context of Scripture is uh, the, the church is just kind of getting like the launch off. And when, if you haven't been around church for a long time and you hear something like the church, you're not a Christian for a long time, like the church. We're just talking about like, like when, when God went up to heaven, he's like, look, I'm leaving, but this Holy Spirit is going to come down and he's going to be with you every step of the way. And what these believers did is they started the church, not some like specific like, hey, we're going to start denominations. They started like the church. And I mean, we, they started small and all of a sudden God's like blessing them in ways that they didn't even know. And I think that there's something we can pull from this scripture that I don't know where, where we're involved in now or where we'll be in the future. But when I think of church, this is the most perfect definition that, that, that we see. If you're with, with me in Acts chapter four, we're going to start in 32, verse 32. Here we go. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed to be that of any of their possessions. Let me just know. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. So check that. Everything that they had, they were like, you know, it's not mine anymore. I've committed to this Jesus thing. And what that means is that what I have is no longer my own. I'm going to give it. We talked about it in the revival. We talked about anything that I have my whole life, I want to spend it giving it away. That's a biblical concept. That's what they do is anything they have, they're giving it away. It says, with great power... The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them that there were no needy people among them. For from time to time, those who owned land and houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Will you pray with me real quick? God, thank you so much for tonight. God, I just pray, God, that this won't be a message, God, that that I'm even preaching, God. I just pray that you speak into each and every one of these people's lives, God, that they came here, God. They're not here by accident. God, they're here on purpose. God, you put them here tonight. God, so I just pray for a second, God, if we can just get rid of all distractions. God, if we can just focus on you, God. That's our prayer, God, to hear what you have to say to us tonight. God, we want to open up your scriptures. God, just see what you have in store for us, God. So I just pray again, God, that God, even, even myself, God, that we will take a step out of the spotlight, God, so that you can be number one tonight, God. We want to see how you intended it, how you intended this church, the body. That's how we want to see it, God. That's how we want to live by it, God. God, we're tired of doing things our way. God, we're ready to commit fully to you. God, that's our prayer tonight, God. We lift you up, God. The rest of this service, God, is yours. You do what you want with it. Your name, amen, amen. Appreciate you, Bryce. This is what I, I so let me tell you a little bit about uh, one thing that I get to do is I, I have a little bit of a, a part-time gig, a little bit of part-time job. And uh, one thing I, I got to do a while back was that I, uh, I, I ran this uh, newspaper route. So I didn't really like go around and toss them out to like the, uh, the houses or the businesses. What I had to do is I had to go to a town kind of close to here. I hopped up in this van and it was late one night and I hopped in it and I, I went down to this town close to here and uh, 
took me a second to get there anyways. I go and get this paper, and I literally went to, like, a printing press. And I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, really young, but, like, I was like, dude, like, printing press. I don't know. Like, we talked about this in school. Like, I don't know, like, Ben Franklin, like, printing press. But I actually got to see one, and I don't know. Maybe I was just, like, really delirious, but I was like, this is stinking cool. Like, like it's just going. Like, it's just flying through here, man. They're just printing all these papers. They're cutting them up. And I was like, man, this is just, just, just kind of cool, man. And then it got to be about 1 a.m., and I'm like, dude, if y'all can hurry up just a little bit. Like, I'm getting tired. I'm already starting to feel it. And so anyways, we, we like throw them in the car, we throw them in the van, and anyway, so we like start headed back towards this direction, start headed back towards Troy, and uh, I'm dropping off, you know, some here and there, but the main goal of that whole thing is that I was supposed to go down to, the, I, it, was, it was Andalusia, I went down to the city and I, and I get these, these papers that have been printed, and what I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to like bring them back here so that someone else can meet me that night before any business opened, before any person was awake, there were people up there waiting for me to get back with these papers, and then they were going to take them and distribute them throughout Troy, whether that was a business, whether that was a person, like, that was their job. So I was just supposed to go there and bring them back, and then somebody was going to show up, and they were going to distribute them. So I, I, this is what I think when I, when I think of even this ministry is that, man, all, all that I really get to do up here is that I get to just, we get to just open up God's work together, like, I get to kind of bring it back here and then the goal, what we should be doing as Christians, is not just like letting me just kind of like give you the paper, or we just stand there and watch it on the, on the floor, just wait. Like, no, we're supposed to take this and go take it out into this community. Like, it's not something we get to just hold on to. It's not something that, like, how wasteful would it have been if I would have gone all the way down there, spent all this gas, spent all my time getting these papers and then bringing them back, and then the people that were supposed to meet me to distribute these things across all of Troy, what if we just kind of like sit there and watch them? We're just kind of like, yeah. Like, that isn't, that would have been so wasteful, it would have been a waste of time, like, but that's how I see sometimes we can be is when we're, we're talking about, like, the church, like, as a family, it's like, all I'm really getting to do is just say the blessing before the food, and then it's like, the food is so good that, like, our God is so good that we're, like, willing to tell somebody about it. I don't know if you've ever eaten at, like, the Pig Cafe, but the Pig Cafe is so good, and I'm so passionate about it that I tell every person that I run across, that's how we kind of need to be about the gospel, is that it should be something that's just, like, like food, it's like, no, like when we, when we open up this Bible, we open up God's word. It's not something that we just kind of do in here and then just like live the rest of our lives. Because if we're going to be a family, if we're actually going to come together and we're going to break down this, how wasteful would it be if we just came in here and did our little holy huddle and then didn't do anything? I heard an example a while back is that he's, he was one of my favorite preachers and he was talking about how Man, Christians are really good about getting in this like huddle, but they never break the huddle and run the play. All right, so check this out. So like, if you were to go to the Super Bowl, we all caught on the Super Bowl, and we all know the Rams are going to win, but all of a sudden, that was a joke. They're probably not. But anyways, hey, we're, we're believing. We're strong. So like, like what, what would happen if we cut on our TVs, ready to watch the Super Bowl, we're ready to watch some football, and then all of a sudden, we just see them go outside, and they're just huddling together, and then nothing ever happens. You'd be like, dude, this is awful. This is bad. I'm cutting this off. No, the reason you watch the Super Bowl, the reason you watch football is because you want to see them break the huddle and run the play. So the thing is, is that I'm afraid that us as Christians, if we were to evaluate our lives for a second, are we just kind of coming in here, getting fed, and then not doing anything with it? Like, is this something that we're just doing, or is it something that we are? Because being a Christian is not just something that you do, it's something that you are. When you're a follower of Jesus, that's something that you are. Because you can do, 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 do. You can go to church, you can 
sing the right songs, man, you can bring all these gifts, but if you're not actually being about this, if you're not actually walking this out, being a follower of Christ each and every day when you wake up making the decision to follow Jesus, man, I think it's just time that we make a wake-up call that if we're all part of this family, if we're all going to come in here, it shouldn't just stay in here. Like, man, that's the whole reason that we do this is it's like, man, like we're, we're, we're a family. We all love each other. But man, we've got, we've got family members that might be struggling right now. We've obviously got roommates. We've got people that sit next to us in class that aren't plugged in anywhere. Like I'm not talking about the people that are already in other ministries, that are already in other churches. Like I'm talking about that has absolutely nothing to do Thursday at 9.30. And man, sometimes we just let this, this fear of like, man, like, I don't really want to bring it up to them. Like it's, it, I don't really know how it's going to go. And there are people that are dying. They're just waiting for someone to ask them, Hey, has anybody actually taken the time to tell you about Jesus? Like, this sounds so foreign, but I've literally seen people, when, when you start talking to them about Jesus, we just kind of assume that someone else has done it and that it's already happened, and they're just kind of where they are because that's where they're supposed to be. But I think as Christians, I know for myself, what I want to be able to do is say, you know what, Jesus saved my soul, and I don't want to keep it to myself, so whether this person's heard the gospel, they're going to hear it again today. What I'm, I just get tired of just thinking that people already know. Because what I figured out is that lots of people like to be blessed, but not lots of people want to be the blessing. Is that lots of people want to see, you know, God work in their lives, but they don't want to be the person who pulls out their wallet and pay for someone at lunchtime. I mean, this is, this is, what, this is what we see, man. When we, when we read in Acts, we see that the church, the family, what we see is that we see people selling everything that they have so that they could grow closer together. We talked about it in the Bible. We talked about, like in the Lord's Prayer, it talks about give us today our daily bread. This is the dependence on Jesus like no other. I think that it's something that when, when we read the rest of the Scripture that I, that I talked about at the Revival, it talks about how hard it is for a rich person to get into heaven. It's because you have so much that it's hard to... I mean, just like the rich man, I think Jesus was really asking him. He's saying like, you say you want me, but where would you even put me? You've got so much into your possessions. You've had everything that you ever wanted, everything that you ever needed, but you don't even have a place for me. I think that's, like, like I said, when we see these people literally starting the church, their faith and their dependence on Jesus is like, I hope, I really think that it's almost unmatched because I know for myself, there's times when I'm like, oh, like, and I, I got like, I got a little bit of change in the bank, like, like it'll, it'll happen. Man, you see people literally selling their houses, literally just saying, you know what, God, you have control of my life so much to the point that I trust you each and every day. Even when it doesn't make sense to me, I'm still going to trust you. Even when this person seems like they're not going to accept it, I'm going to have another conversation. Even when I don't have the spare change to pay for this person's lunch, I'm actually going to take a leap of faith and say, you know what? I'm going to be a blessing. I'm not just going to wait around to be blessed. I think lots of times, even, even in my life, I think that this might not be like this might not be in the Bible. But I think sometimes we need to just take a, a step like the first step when it comes to being a blessing. Is we don't need to just wait around kind of with our with our hand out. What I see is that the people who got mentioned in here were the people that were giving things away. They weren't the ones that were just showing up like, hey Chase, what do you got for me today? Hey worship team, like what songs are y'all singing? This is like. Jesus saved my soul, so anything that I bring to the table, whether I can sing, whether I can set up chairs, whether I can just come and just be a friendly face that welcomes someone for the first time, I'm going to be here. That's the church, is that it doesn't matter what you bring, what you do, if you just come here, this is all a family. Because I think that sometimes we have this misconception 
of, of like this Christianity thing. We kind of put this Christianity thing, it's, it's not like a light switch, it's not like saved and unsaved, which I believe that it is. I think sometimes we like to think of it like, like, a, like a one to ten, like, like how saved are you? And it's like, like by the blood of Jesus, like saved, like I'm not like seven saved, I'm not 70%, like Jesus went all the way to the cross for me and he saved my soul. It wasn't something that just 70% did. No, he paid it in full. It wasn't anything that I did. It was what about what Jesus did for me on the cross. That's, man, I think that sometimes we get in this, this mindset of that we just can't really do it. Like, like, yes, I like being a part of the family. I like coming to stuff like this, like inviting my friends. It's the time that I get to see people that I really don't get to see any other time. But I really do believe with all of my heart that God has called each and every one of us to more. This isn't like, not the prosperity God. No, I'm talking about like, like God has called you to more, like to have more conversations. To go out of your way. Like, I mean, he's calling us to more. He's saying, don't get comfortable. He's saying, I, I think that he's actually calling us to more. One thing that, that, I, that I wrote down, man, is that so many times I feel like Christians will back away from their calling that God has put on their life. It's so dynamic and so powerful. And we see people back away from it each and every time because they don't feel like they've got it all together. They feel like they don't know enough. They feel like they don't have enough friends. They feel like, you know, I could go to this, but like I might just be going by myself. Like, like I just, I don't really feel like I've got enough of it together. And I, I think that it's even like, it's like, you're like, I don't even know, like this sounds good. It's like a family, but like, where do I fit in the mix of this? Is this just something that I just kind of like come to and kind of keep coming until somebody like asks me to do something? Like, where, where do I fit into this whole thing? I think that we get in this mindset of it's like, you know, it's not like just because I have the microphone that I'm more blessed than you are. It's not like just because somebody leads a small group, they're more blessed than you are. They're more called, they're more qualified. No, what we need to realize as Christians is that, man, we've all bring these little bitty gifts and whether it was you had a house that you could sell and you could bring or if it was just, man, I'm just hungry for the gospel. I don't have much to give, but I've got my time to give. This family, we need each and every person, whatever you bring, Man, we're going through this thing together. Anything that you bring, we're going to walk through this thing together. Because I, like I said, I think that the reason that the church is so special and the reason that this is so special, man, is because we're a family. I was, just, I was telling the worship team, I was, I was listening to this podcast and these two guys, they, they weren't believers and they, they were just talking and they talked for like almost two and a half hours and they came to the conclusion that they wanted, they wanted a couple of things in life and, I, and I'm not gonna, I can't remember all of them, but I remember one of them was like they wanted community, they wanted like peace, and they wanted to like feel like they were like of worth. And I was like, man, like these guys aren't believers, but they are literally describing a Christian walk within a church. If you want to feel like you need to be belong to something, here we are, like the church. Like if you want to feel like, you know, you want to get it like around someone, if you want to be like in an organized, like just like together, it's like, man, that's the church. That's where this thing is that we don't fight these battles. We don't fight these temptations, these struggles by ourselves. What we do is we come in a room like this. And we say, you know what, I've had a pretty bad week, but that's not going to hinder me from lifting up my hands saying, you know what, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. It's, it's not about what happened this week that determines my faith because my faith is not dependent on my feelings. My faith is dependent on truth, and that truth was that Jesus set me free. That's what we see, man. We're a family. When we're, when we're in this thing together, you might feel like, man, I just showed up for the first time. This dude's talking about being family. Like, I don't really know where this is going. Like, what we're just saying, man, is that, like, look, we're tired of doing this thing by ourselves. We're tired of doing this thing alone. 
We know that when Jesus saved my soul, when He saved your soul, He saved all of our souls, that we can come together and we can do this thing together. Because we are better together. It talks about in the Bible, it talks that three strands are a whole lot stronger than one. So I don't really know where your situation is, what your circumstance is. But man, I think that we need to get together more often. And this is going to sound super just like, like cheesy. It's going to sound super not deep at all. I mean, it's going to sound like just so surface level. But the thing is, I think we need to spend more time together praying as friends. Like if we are a family, man, like we got people afraid to say the blessing before we eat. Like, like we just need to get together and say, man, like, you know, you might not know all the words to say. You might not know how, like how to pray, but we're just going to fake it until we make it. We're just going to talk to Jesus. And if we're going to put a label on that as prayer, then like that'll work. We just need to take a second before we even go another breath, another day, that if we're actually friends, like if you actually say you care about me and I care about you, then why aren't we praying with each other? Like, we're willing to talk about everything else of this world, but when it comes to prayer, when it comes to talking to God, why do we miss that? It's so important that if we are a part of a family, man, we're still trying to walk through this thing together. Like, I'll talk about my day at school. I'll talk about, you know, what I did after school. But when it comes to my walk with Jesus, why do we stay away from that topic? Like, I'm glad that you're here tonight because I, I really believe that, you know, like I said, this is a community. This is a family. This is something that we do together. I really believe with all of my heart that this ministry isn't just for college kids to kind of like, like not really go down a wrong path when they're at college. Like it's not just something like, like so many times, I remember whenever I came up to college, I remember so many people were like, like, oh, they're like they just went off to college and they kind of did their like four years worth of you name it, like they just kind of went crazy. But it's like as long as you kind of do that for four years and then you make it out alive, like then you'll like have time to get it all together. I think it's awesome that we are all here tonight believing that like that's not the case for us, that God has called us to more, that there's not just a season in our life where we get to walk away from Jesus for a little bit and do our own thing and then four years go by and then we come back to Jesus. What I think we all believe in this place tonight is that we believe that God has called us each and every day to live out His Word. So what I see is that I don't really see college kids just kind of sitting here wasting their time. What I see, when I, when I, when I honestly, when I look out here, what I see is that I see the next worship leaders in churches. I see the next pastors. I see the next youth pastors. I see the next elders. I see the next deacons. I see so much potential in this room that it's going to, the thing is, is that the church needs this generation. Like we need college students right now to like grow in their faith because there's going to be a time where it's not just a ministry where you need to get plugged into. There's going to be a church, there's going to be a local church that is dying for young people to step in and actually take this like this leap of faith and actually let God use them. So you might feel like right now you're like, you know, Chase, that sounds good. Like, like I want to be a part of this family, but I'm telling you that God needs available people. He doesn't really need us, but... If you're just kind of sitting here like, man, Chase, I don't have it all together. I don't know all the right stuff. If you'll just start with being available, God will work in ways you don't even understand. So you can go through this life trying to figure out what your major is supposed to be, what's your next step supposed to be. But if you'll just say, you know what? I tried to, I tried to plan everything out till now, and I never saw myself getting to where I am right now. So, you know, if I just trust God for just a little bit longer and say, you know what, God, it doesn't really make sense, but all I'm going to do is be available, God's going to use this in ways that we don't even understand. That's, that's when it starts being, it's not just being blessed, it's being a blessing. Those doors are getting open. I, I tell when it, when, whenever, uh, how we kind of do our ministry is that when we first started, when we were small, and, and, and I 
not that I can preach very well now, but when things were really bad, and I'm surprised y'all kept coming, I was like, man, God's obviously bringing them back because, man, your boy cannot preach worth of crap. Like, coming up here with like 15 minutes worth of like stuff, and then all of a sudden, like seven minutes go by, and I'm like, will y'all pray with me? And then y'all are like, yo, is this like the opening prayer or the closing prayer? And I'd be like, closing, closing, yeah. And then, all right, worshiping, you come back up. So, like, like, one thing we said, like, president before we, precedent before we even started was that if God opened up a door, we were going to go through it. No matter how dumb we look, no matter if it made sense or not, but if God opened up a door and he made a way, then we were going to go through it. I think that's how us as Christians, we need to live. If we're going to be a part of this family, we're going to be a part of this body. We just need to be available. When God opens up doors, we got to walk through them. That might not be like deep enough for some of us, but like that is as simple as it gets us that, man, we just need to be available Christians. The, uh, the title of this uh, title of this message is uh, Everybody Eats. <laughs> uh, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm like playing ball with somebody or I'm having a good time, we always throw on this thing, we're like, hey, like everybody eats, everybody eats. And I, I think that that's how honestly a church is, is that whether you actually like, like come and you're selling your house or whether you're like just coming, like everybody eats here. Like we're, no one's better than someone else. Everybody's eat, every, everybody eats, everyone's equal. That's, that's what we see. That's what the church is, is that everybody eats. We're all a family. This is the last two points that I got, man. Y'all come on back up here. If you, if you hadn't caught anything tonight, other than the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, and that is not my opinion, that is prophecy. Um, can somebody testify for me? Uh, yeah, dude, we got a whole lot of Patriot fans in here, man, and I'm not knowing how I'm feeling about this. I think we just need to stop and just pray over the Patriot fans. I'm, I'm, I'm messing, I'm messing. Y'all are kidding? Like, back off, y'all are like, hey, dude, this guy's, this guy's messing up. No, kidding? Okay. This, this, is the, this is the last two things that I've got. So if you haven't heard anything else and you're like, bro, you know, man, I am starving, I'm going to be like, man, I'm joining your club because I am starving right now too, but this is really important, and I really feel like this is what God's been trying to tell us this whole time through his word is that, when we see this church, when we see that the church is starting in Acts, what we see is that we see people selling everything because they wanted to be fully dependent on Jesus. I don't know about you, but man, there's sometimes in my heart, like, I even wonder if like social, if I can even like get rid of like social media for Jesus. Like, let's just get real for a second. And like, we're talking about this full dependence on Jesus. Like, are we willing to cut some people out of our lives? Are we willing to live like, you know what? I don't care what this world thinks. I care about what God thinks about me. I care about what that Jesus saved my soul. And I might not have all the answers, but I have a full dependence of Jesus. That's how these people are living when they start this church. They had very little and they were willing to sell everything because they believed in the power of the cross. They didn't stop talking about Jesus. Every time that things didn't make sense, they pointed back to Jesus. I pray that as we lead this ministry, as we continue our walks with Jesus, that we point back to the times that it didn't make sense and say, you know what, that's where God was working. It wasn't because I had all the answers or because I had all the money. It was when I had no clue what was going to happen next and God still had me. Because God's had us yesterday, today, and forever. We don't got to go through this world worrying if God has got us. If, he, if he's put you here tonight, he's still got a plan for your life. That's what we see. This is the last thing that I've got. The Bible talks about, you know, the world will know us Christians by our love, how we love one another. Check this out. What if, what if he kind of meant by that? What if the first thing he meant by that was that the world was going to know us as Christians 
by how we loved one another. Like just in this room, like, like Troy University was going to know what we were a part of because of how we loved one another within this room. Man, we've got Christians that can't even stand to be in the same room as some other Christians. What if the world knew us by our love for one another? It's, hey, if you're struggling, I'm struggling. We're going through this thing together. You know, we're part of a family and that we love each other so much that even when it doesn't make sense, I'm willing to put love first. I'm willing to love one another. That's how, it wasn't because they, it wasn't, it wasn't because they had all the answers. When we read this in Scripture, the reason that it points out to me so much is that they loved one another so much, they were willing to sell everything that they had so that everybody ate. In this ministry, everybody eats. If you've, if you've got a struggle, if you've got something that doesn't make sense, we're going through this thing together. That's the best part about this is we don't have to walk through this life alone. We get to fight our battles together, man. We're not just going through like, man, does God got me? No, we've got, we know that God has got us. And we know that everybody in this room has got us. That's, that's what I got tonight is that this Jesus thing, this church, like this church thing is that everybody eats. Nobody's going to go hungry. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to like, wonder, like it's like, man, when, when we're going through tough times, whenever it seems like, hey, like, ho, 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 ho. Everybody eats, but that, in person, that person didn't show up for dinner. Like, that's the person we run to and say, hey, man, is everything all right? Like, I just noticed, man, and I just care about your soul so much that I'm willing to address it, not just watch it go by. And all of a sudden, we've got a Christian that's down in the hole wondering, like, oh, man, where were my Christian friends? Are we waiting to be blessed? Are we willing to be a blessing? Because if we're part of a family, if we're part of this thing together, man, I don't want to worry about what y'all can give me. I won't worry about how many times you can shout me down or anything like that, how many times you can laugh at my bad jokes. Man, if there's just a little bit of, little bit of Jesus that I can get up here and talk about for 30 minutes, and then we actually leave this thing, not just as like, hey, we're going to talk about Jesus and nobody do anything with it. We come in here and we talk about Jesus and we go and run our routes. We go back to our apartments. We go back to our classrooms. We go back to our sororities, our fraternities, our teams. And we say, you know what? I'm tired, of the, I'm tired of thinking about what the world thinks of me. Because everyone in here is rooting you on. The, the heavens are rooting us on saying, you know what? Troy University needs just one college student to know that he's part of a family and whether his family is actually here on earth. There's a heaven that's shouting and saying, you can go further. You can have more conversations. You can dig in that wallet just a little bit farther and God's going to bless us in ways that we don't even understand. So as we go into this next song, I really believe God has actually put like almost names on our hearts and maybe people in our friend group that's like, you know what? I'm part of this family in this room right now, but they're out there trying to do life by themselves and it's not that they're, that they're just bad. And it's like, you know, like, I understand. I didn't know Jesus at one point, but I know that it's better to be a part of a family than to walk alone. So this is just a family. That's how God intends to be fully, just fully devoted, fully dedicated to God and knowing that He's going to have us, that there's not going to be a time that we're not going to under, like, 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 am I going to be blessed? Like, yes, Jesus has got us, and we know that Jesus doesn't just have just one of us, He's got all of us. So I, I think it'd be really cool, before we go into this next song, 
I think I, let's let's do what we've done several times, and let's just get together two or three people, and we're just gonna pray. And if you don't feel comfortable praying, hey, I'm glad that you're here. Don't feel like you got to. I just wanna I just wanna get together. We're gonna we're gonna pray for those lost friends right now. We're going to pray for the family that we have, that we hope so much, that we care so much about our friends, that we hope that they have it too. So if you just kind of find your like one or two, one or two people, if y'all just kind of start moving in that direction, I'm going to give you a second and then I'm going to pray for us. Like I said, I really believe God's putting almost names on our hearts right now, people that, that are in our paths right here right now we're not promised another day we're not promised another conversation so when we get an opportunity when we get a chance and we're just going to get to tell them about jesus because we're not going to assume that someone's already told them we're going to believe that this is the time thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed this message help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast